Tune in to the hottest sports talk show on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Join us weekdays at 7 p.m. Stories about players and coaches of all levels. We make it easy to talk sports. Welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio. Normally at this hour on Thursday, the She Knows Sports with Brittany and Princess. Brittany has some things she had to get done, so I welcome in my counterpart, Duck Riley, and I see Tim Moore. Welcome in, Tim Moore. I get the chance to just ask them some things about sports. Duck and Tim, how are you? I'm doing fine, Princess. No way, awesome, awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Tim, I'm starting with you because – I'm watching it. I'm seeing the crescendo um, with the Jets, and they're making moves. They really are trying to say this is it. They're putting all their chips at the 50-yard line. But I want to start where it all starts first, and that's Aaron Rodgers. And your thoughts about this deal, if you'd like to see this as a Jets fan. And then your thoughts about why is it taking so long. And then, then I want to know, you know, the possibilities if it does happen. So, but give me your thoughts, Tim Moore. Well, you know, I wasn't I wasn't really um, a big um, fan of bringing Aaron Rodgers in uh, to the Jets uh, situation early on. Uh, not because I don't think he's a is a tremendous uh, ball player. I do think he's he's an outstanding talent. He's one of one of the most talented quarterbacks in in, in the uh, NFL. I was concerned about the fact that the majority of the Jets players are less than five years in the league. Uh, and their stars, with the exception of C.J. Mosley, are, you know, two and three years in the league. Um, a, a locker room like that with the guy who has shown the kind of uh, uh, irreverence for um, uh, his teammates um, and the propensity to criticize them publicly and, and really take shots at the uh, – um, administration of the of the team um, has me worried in terms of the in, influence it will have on young players. Um, but it looks like it's a done deal now, so um, you know that that ship seems to have sailed, and he's going to be a Jet. And I think they've made some good moves since they uh, since he announced that he wanted to be on the Jets team. I think the two uh, uh, receiver moves were were, were very positive, um, and. Um, I'm sort of looking forward to what they do, but I, th- I, th- I think the thing that scares me is um, I think that Green Bay is going to want a player, not just draft picks. I think they go- they're going to want a significant player in this trade. Yeah. And I also believe that um, uh, the Jets uh, need to realize that all the skilled players in the world uh, are not going to get but so much done unless you get somebody to block for for uh, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and uh, and and Brees Hall, so uh, that's what that that's what got me concerned. So I'm sort of tempering my enthusiasm uh, because the Jets have broken my heart so many times in the past. Uh, <laughs> but I yeah I do like the moves they made. As you have voiced in the thread several times, the Jets <laughs> and they broke my heart several times. <laughs> And Duck, your thoughts about Aaron Rodgers? Because I think if anybody listened to Never Had It So Good, they know how Princess feels about Aaron Rodgers. But if this is a done deal and they can add Odell Beckham to the piece, 
um, and get a serviceable, awesome running back and not lose any players. Your thoughts about this, Doug? Will this kind of say, okay, they're the favorite in the East? Can we go that far? But your thoughts first about Aaron Rodgers and this being maybe a done deal. Well, first of all, when I watched a lot of the players, I went to back and sit and try to reach the the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan, Carlos Bradley. <laughs> so, and he's just playing. Because <laughs> Carlos Bradley says I can't stand him. <laughs> right. But go ahead. <laughs> so I couldn't reach him today to get his take. So I uh, I just kind of looked and, and to listen to some of the stuff Tim was saying and also what you, you brought up about Beckham. I they if they don't have to give up anything, but I I think it's highly unlikely, like Tim said, that they will want just draft picks. The Jets are a young team with some talent, especially defensively. And if I'm I'm Green Bay, I got I I need somebody off that team, at least one or two players. I'd rather take one or two of those players than than go into the draft and take draft picks. But yeah, I don't know I don't know how that's going to work out. But I think Aaron, with Aaron Rodgers, they're going to be improved. But to what extent? We won't know because if they don't get, like Tim said, if they don't get anybody blocking for him, he's going to be just another quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Tim, I want to come back to you, and I don't want to spend the entire show talking about this, but what's a deal breaker? If you're the owner um, uh, or GM of the Jets, what's a deal breaker? If they want um, two first-round picks in 23 and 24 plus C.J. Mosley, is that a deal breaker? I'm not – if I'm the Jets, I don't want to give up C.J. Mosley. Um, I, I really – you know, I think C.J. Mosley quite as is kept. And, they, and they, you know, he's a veteran on that defense. They've got mm-hmm. uh, uh, just some tremendous guys. The, the, the guy from uh, – uh, Quentin Williams from Alabama and Sauce Gardner and, 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 and several other guys that are, that are, you know, rookies or second- or third-year players that are just tremendously talented. So, certainly they're not going to let those guys go. But I think that veteran presence that C.J. Mosley brings to that defense is key to their success. And so, you know, if I'm Green Bay, that's who I want. But if I'm the Jets, I'm not giving him up. Um, and exactly. so, so that's um, that that's got me worried. I mean, I'll, I'll you know I let him have Corey Davis, who's who's a tremendous receiver, he has trouble staying healthy, but he's a, when he's healthy, he's a very good receiver. Uh, I, I would, you know, possibility of letting them have him, um, but wow, Tim, Tim, they, they're not taking yeah. Tim. They're not taking Corey Davis. We, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, good and well, they're not going to take Corey Davis. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Well, if I'm Green Bay, that's not what I want. You know, <laughs> you try right. to find somebody to give Green Bay. <laughs> and he's yeah, taking money off the salary cap. Okay, I feel. <laughs> no, I agree with you, Duck. I mean, if, if I'm if I'm Green Bay, I'm not sure I want him. If I'm the Jets, I, you can have him. Um, you know, <laughs> but um, I just worry, like like Duck said, what they have to get up, give up to get him. And um, I, if I'm if I'm Green Bay's GM. I'm not. I'm not giving them Aaron Rodgers cheap. Yeah, yeah, 
and that's the $64,000 question out there. How much do you give up for Aaron Rodgers, who makes you um, successful right off the bat, but maybe two years is all you're getting from him, and then you've given up. You, you, you know, mortgage a lot of your, the nucleus of your team to get an impact player that maybe won't be around maybe two years, and he's already shown that it really is Aaron Rodgers and no one else. And when I say that, he's very – you know, I, 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 and I, I don't know right. if a young locker room needs that, you know, I, for sure. But I can go yeah, on. I, I can be – go ahead, Tim, comment on that. No, I, 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 I definitely feel the same way, and I'm wondering why there hasn't been a phone call. I mean, I, I sort of know, but I'm I'm thinking, why not make a sneaky little phone call to Baltimore? Um, <laughs> you know, Lamar Jackson's out there, and uh, – you know, according to this um, uh, restricted free agency thing, all they have to give up is a couple of draft choices, a couple of first-round draft choices. Um, and I know, I know they've got the second round. They've got two second-round choices. But uh, you know, you you give up some money and uh, get a hold of a uh, of an extra first-round draft draft pick. Uh, give them Corey Davis for <laughs> for a pick and uh, and maybe somebody else. And uh, and and some money, and maybe Lamar Jackson is the answer. But they, I don't know. <laughs> but okay, let's. You brought it up. That wasn't on the list, but you brought it. Lamar Jackson. I don't. I don't know if anybody's is biting on this, and I'm gonna start with you, Duck. Um, Lamar Jackson seems to be out there trying to shop himself. And, you know, several teams, like I said, 11, the first states that they're not pursuing any deal with Baltimore or they're not pursuing Lamar Jackson and his services. Lamar Jackson looks like he's going to be a franchise tag um, player for the Ravens, and he just has a choice if he's going to sit out or not sit out. It doesn't seem like there's a market for him, and that to me says a whole lot of other things. But, Duck, your thoughts on that, and we've talked about it extensively on Never Had It So Good, but it continues to be no one's emerging as someone that's trying to negotiate with Lamar Jackson. Francis, and we say this all on the X-Files, uh, you know, collusion at its best, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes they, 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 they want to keep us in our lane, you know. Who, who does he think he is, you know. No agent coming in, you know. So, I, I think they've talked about it because you don't go from 11 teams needing a quarterback to, as as Shannon Sharp and Skip Baylor said, to random, which they were calling uh, Cam Newton, and because right. they had random quarterbacks being taken. So you mean to tell me that, you know, you're going to go after Aaron Rodgers when all you have to do is <laughs> just sign Lamar uh you know Jackson, and by signing him, the Ravens has an opportunity to match it, but they're not even yep. trying to do that. Yeah. So, and so I think what, he makes you an instant um, in a AFC East favorite. I think Lamar Jackson does the same thing as Aaron Rodgers with maybe a little less baggage. I'm sorry to interrupt, Doug. Go ahead. No, no, no. You, you, you absolutely, and you, and you guys can jump in any time because my thing is, I, I just think that is very unfortunate. It's wrong how they're treating this young man. And, you know, and you got half the people saying, hey, he needs an agent. And then some of the other uh, scouts and general managers saying that he doesn't. But 
nobody's making a move because they can't make a move because the owners are talking. That's right. That's, That's right. right. That's right. That's exactly right, Doug. It's a it's a money thing. They they don't want to do the guaranteed contract. That's that's what it is. Uh, because mm-hmm. I think that's far more the issue than uh, whether he's representing himself or not. Um, like you said, they want him to stay in his lane, and they want the rest of the league because they know that Justin Herbert is up soon, and uh, Joe Burrow is up uh, in a couple of years. And they don't want this snowball to start rolling downhill with these guaranteed contracts because they know Burrow and and, and Herbert are going to want it if Lamar gets it. Um, I think it's unfortunate because, as Prince has pointed out, uh, we might have the Jets might have Aaron Rodgers for two years, maybe two years. Um, you could have Lamar if you signed him for five or six uh, or more. And so it just makes no sense to me. Makes no sense. Makes no sense except for I'm sure that owners are talking, GMs are talking, and they're not trying to go down that slippery slope of guaranteed money. Um, They want to make sure that Deshaun Watson and what he got was more of a rarity, an anomaly, and not one that is consistent and something they want to see. Considering you're right, Joe Burrows is coming up um, next for sure, and and a lot others. And they don't want 200 and some million guaranteed. That's what Deshaun Watson um, receive. Um, that's amazing just, to me. Just think about Russell Wilson and uh, Kyle Murray. You know, Murray. You, yeah. you mean tell me you 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 guarantee Kyle Murray money and not Lamar Jackson? Come right. on. You you made a point, and I think Kyle Murray got a hundred and forty million guaranteed. A hundred and forty million. I take that. I raise my hand. Look, Princess and. You don't. You don't have to study. You don't have to look at your playbook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing that they put that stipulation and let that seep out. That they had that in this contract for grown men. We're gonna give you this money, but you gotta apply yourself in the film room and study in your book. Isn't that amazing, Tim? That that was there, and they took that so much backlash for it. They took it out, but the. Damage had already been done. Yeah, um, and and I I quite honestly, you know, on the one hand, sort of think that it might not have been a bad thing from what I understand. He was not very good at studying his playbook, and mm-hmm. and uh, he was he was very random in the way that he approached the offense. But at the same time, um, they purposely leaked that, uh, and. Uh, it, I, I don't know um, exactly why. I have some 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 hunches about it, but um, it's really it's really sort of sad that, uh, as Duck was saying, here's a guy who <laughs> who hasn't won anything, who gets over 130 million dollars guaranteed, and um, and Lamar Jackson, who's just been the best quarterback uh, or the best player in uh, football uh, pretty much for the last few years. Um, mm-hmm. Can't get a phone call. Can't get a phone call. Can't get a phone call. And and I want to say that everybody said, well, he needs to get someone to negotiate for him. If nobody's calling, he's not negotiating himself. I, I, I don't want to make that the number one problem when I think it is that no one wants to give him guaranteed money and they're going to try to stick together um, with right. that for sure. I want to move on, gentlemen, and talk about um, Jalen Carter uh, and defensive player for the Georgia Bulldogs, at one time considered the number one pick 
in the draft coming up here in April, but now his draft stock has fallen. How far is it falling, Tim Moore, considering at his pro day, he was nine pounds heavier than he was at the combine, and he couldn't finish his drills at his pro day. At his pro day, which is there to be a slam dunk, is it not, Tim Moore? Yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't help. That's for sure. Um, and I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was was he involved in that car accident situation that they yeah. had at Georgia. Yeah. 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 And um and and so he may be going through you know some some emotional stuff uh, himself, but at the same time, it didn't help for him coming in uh, uh, only uh, you know uh, out of shape for his pro day. But on the other hand. Uh, we've seen for the past two years um, what he does when he plays football, uh, when he is in shape. And if I'm a GM, I'm going to take a chance on him because I think he's still the best player in the draft. Um, I, I, you know, but I, I don't think he's helped himself. Yeah. Yeah. But is he, um, Duck, is he top ten, take a chance on him, or does he fall? Francis, I'm like Tim. Uh, he's definitely top ten. What the problem is with uh, scouting the general managers and the owner and stuff, and even the owner's wife. You know, is this guy the face of your franchise? Right. Do you want to make him the the face of your franchise? But the most important thing right now, this young man needs help. Because, yeah. like, the emotional strain you got from people dying and you might be mm-hmm. the cause of it, that's – I don't – I don't – I shoot, I don't know. He weighed just nine pounds over. I don't know how much I would have weighed, person, because, you, <laughs> you know, a lot of people have uh, eating disorder when something like that happened because of emotion. Right. They, they just – that's the way they kind of uh, – be stressed or whatever, you know, they just eat. Mm-hmm. Well, Doug and, and Tim both, I, I think it's suspect that the accident and this incident happened um, early February, and, and I'm not minimizing this. What a tragic. Um, you know, the young man that was driving the car with the with the um, the student, the intern, um, I think he was doing 140 miles an hour. And then wow. he was, and, and, and he was racing them. You know, so he was doing out of the square, but they did not come forward and charge him with reckless driving until the day of the first day of the combine. So 30 days went by. So they made him come leave the combine in Indianapolis, turn himself in in Athens, um, face those charges, and then get back to the combine the next morning. That in itself for a young man of that age, that's a lot to to to. Um, I guess, you know, internalize and then try to move forward. It didn't get any better. I think he's gone down from there. But, Duck, Tim, don't you think that's suspect that they waited 30, 40 days to even say anything and then have him fly oh. back from Indianapolis? Oh, yeah, I certainly do. Um, and, and one of the things, that, you know, Duck was talking about how um, the owners uh, are probably in contact with one another about these uh, guaranteed contracts. Um, one of the things in this situation is they're probably trying to drive the price down on him uh, as yep. well. Uh, and um, we don't have the kind of owners that we used to have in the NFL, uh, save for Jerry Jones probably, 
that will go against the rest of them and say, look, I'm going to do my thing. Al Davis used to do mm-hmm. that. Uh, a few of those, mm-hmm. we don't have those kind of owners that are just mavericks and saying, look, this guy can play. I'm going to take him. Um, so <laughs> uh, I think there's, there's some, um, there's some, some strategy going on to drive the price down on Jalen uh, Carter. But uh, if, if I was in that position and I'm trying to win, uh, I'm taking it. Yeah, I'm taking him for sure. Let him fall. Let me see where are the Cowboys in this draft. Let me see here. <laughs> Let him fall to 26. <laughs> oh, I'd still be. Jerry I guarantee you Jerry In a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. That's part well, of his demo. First of, and first, that of is... all, first of all, they are too precious. Uh, wherever he goes, you know, if they, you're going to do it the right way, you're going to get the young man some help. That's forget right. about foot, forget about football right now. Let's do the mm-hmm. right thing. If you're going to draft this young man, get him some help. And once you get that help, you're going to have the same player you saw playing for the national championship. That's right. Get him That's some right. help and assign a mentor to him, but get him some help. Let yeah. you know, make make football secondary and address right. what's going on and how he's handling this. I, I agree with that. So I want to, gentlemen, ask you all, because we talked about it, but I get to kind of pick your brains. Who are you picking one, two, three? And I have Bryce Young, I have C.J. Stroud, and I have Anthony Richardson. And we all know how I feel about all three. I'm sure that you all listen to what Duck and Tim have said. But, Tim, I'm coming to you. If you are picking with that Panthers pick and then further in the draft, who are you picking one, two, three, if those were your three players there and you needed a quarterback? Who, who's first off the board? Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, in your mind. Well, from a fan's perspective, um, and, and Duck might feel differently because he's been on the field and he understands the speed of the NFL game. He understands the, the physical impact of uh, the kind of collisions these guys are dealing with. But as a fan, which is, which is what I am, um, I'm taking uh, Bryce Young. He's a, he's, a, he's a baller, and he's clutch. Mm-hmm. And he's a winner, um, but his size, uh, according to the people that I'm hearing, uh, is a major concern. They're 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 very concerned that he may not be able to stay healthy. Um, but if it's me, uh, just looking at it the way I look at it, I'm taking Bryce Young. Wow. Okay. All right. And then C.J. Stroud would be yeah. your next pick. Okay. Yeah. Duck, your thoughts because. Um, I can't remember the quarterback that played for Oklahoma, that played Florida in the national championship in Miami, but he had a problem with size. He was 6'2", 6'3", and I don't think he was 200 pounds at that time, and I said he's going to suffer with size. But, Duck, your thoughts about Bryce Young from a fan standpoint and from the fact that you played in the NFL and professional ball, you know, who would you pick? First of all, you know, the thing – the way they let you tackle now, Bryce Young should be fine. <laughs> Good you point. know, the next, the next thing they're going to do, the defensive line is going to have to have cushions, those pads, so they can lay the quarterback on them so, so nobody gets hurt anymore. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> to answer your question, Princess, uh, I, I would – I like C.J. because I just – I. I he does a lot of great things. Not saying Bryce Young doesn't, and Bryce Young, mm-hmm. both of them are both of them are winners. 
Yeah, and I, that's right. There you go. You can't, you can't go wrong with either one of those. But if I'm to answer your question, if I'm the Panthers, I'm, I'm taking uh, CJ. But Tim makes a great point for him. Uh, only problem with Anthony Richards, I, I think he needs a year or two behind someone with experience mm-hmm. just so he can work on his mechanics. Other than right. that, if he had his mechanics, this we wouldn't. This wouldn't even be a conversation. Yeah, yeah. If he had a better resume um, of more than those thirteen games where he um, um, passed for more than I think fifty-eight percent, I think was his percentage. We'd be talking a different game because the other intangibles uh, are there for the for sure. Tim, I think you were going to say something. No, I agree. In, in terms of athleticism and perhaps um, the ability to develop skills, um, Anthony Richardson, as Doug pointed out, is probably the best of, of the group, but he just has not developed, and he needs he needs some coaching. Yeah, he needs some coaching for sure. And Bryce Young, I just want to say this. That young man has ice water in his veins. I saw several times yeah. in the past two or three years where he put the team on his back and, and and brought them back and made sure. You know, he couldn't do it in that Tennessee game, but I just – and I'm not just taking 2022. I should go back further. Ice water in his veins, and I think he's a very good passer um, for sure. But I, I don't know. I just like the body type of C.J. Stroud, and I think the Carolina Panthers needs a home run. Um, but either one would be that um, for me, but I, I would take C.J. Stroud. Um Duck and Tim, I want to talk about and stay in Charlotte. And Duck, I'm coming to you. Michael Jordan announcing that he wants to, he's looking for buyers and supporting a group of buyers to purchase the Charlotte Hornets. Um, when he purchased it, it was 1.83 million or 183 million. When he purchased it, it is now 1.77 billion. That's how much the franchise is worth. Duck, your thoughts wow. about first of all him um, wanting to sell. And, and your thoughts about his success or non-success with, with that team? Uh, first of all, I hate that he would sell and and not to another, another minority ownership. Right. So, so we can, I don't want to say keep it in the family, but but keep it black almost, uh, minority, because the thing is, that's we we lose out when we do that, you know. And and first of all, do I think he, he's he's having a lot of success? Do I think he's a a great owner? I I, I don't know if he got his hands in there like Jerry Jones or what. The, the the Hornets are always hit or miss every year. You know, one year they might be good, the next year they're bad. And but they, most of the time they got the same players, you know. And they change coaches like, you know, shoot, like we change socks every day. <laughs> you, you can't do that. You gotta, you gotta create a little continuity, a little uniformity. You, you gotta have something going. And I, I, I don't, I don't get it with what he's trying to get established here. Okay, you turn it over, somebody else comes in and buy it, and you gotta have somebody. If you're gonna be the owner, be the owner. Let somebody hire somebody that you feel that can run the team. You know, I just think they're 
I hate to say it. I hate to see him give it up, but it might be might be the best move, uh, Francis. Yeah, you know, I think it's tough when you are arguably the the best player to ever bounce a ball in the NBA, and 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 that is still argued. But I don't arguably. know how much of an argument. You know, arguably, arguably, and I, I know you have some some out there, Tim Moore. We talked about th- that too. But he just turned, he just hit sixty, and did I say again, Tim Moore, Duck Riley, one hundred and eighty-three million, and now the team is worth one point seven seven billion. Yeah. Is that not of an um, incentive, considering he's you know wanting to do other things? And married, and his wife had twins about four or five years ago, so he has a second family too. You know, besides his other kids that he's really gotten involved in Nike. Tim, more your thoughts about this? Well, before Tim answered, Princess, I don't know if that's enough money to take care of his kids. He's really <laughs> taking a pay cut. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> No I, doubt. I, think no could, doubt. I think he could buy a couple of hamburgers with that money. Oh, okay. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. <laughs> I know I could get a couple of Michael Kors and go ahead and get that Aston Martin. <laughs> I could use the debit card. <laughs> but I but Tim, wonder, your thoughts about him? Well, you know, I'm kind of like Duck in terms of his success, I, I thought, uh, was it last year or the year before, that they were showing some signs of, of really becoming something, you know, um, like they were when Larry Johnson and Alonzo Mourning were there. Um, but then this year they've sort of taken a step back, I think. And it could be that Jordan is just tired um, of not getting mm-hmm. it done. Um, uh, because when I hear people, I mean, and I don't, I don't, know his family situation and don't want to minimize that but other owners have have kids and uh, and families too and they don't sell the team just because they you know uh, have family obligations um so i i don't don't know what's going on maybe he's just tired but i feel sort of like like dave does uh, on this if um if you got to sell it you feel like you really need to sell it uh, why not sell it to another minority? And it's I don't I don't mean that in a um, in a, uh, a prejudicial kind of way, as much as the fact that he's the only one. Uh, yeah. And um, you know, you know, there needs to be some changes, even if that's a symbolic move in terms of selling it to someone else. Because I think there are some other folks, uh, you know, that would be willing to uh, to pony up the money even if they had to, had to join forces to do it. Yeah. And and, and that is a six, another 64,000 question. Can he do that? Will he do that? And if he doesn't, then there are no teams in the NBA with minority ownership if he does not. Um, right. And presidential is okay. You know, um, I think sometimes we as African-Americans try to, be on the nice side, but why don't we try to say, hey, you know what, I'm going to leave this thing that is, they just happen to be minority hands. And I don't even know if he thought that far, but the fact but like that you, he is like, willing to listen to offers. Like, like you're saying, Princess, also the thing is he has the opportunity to, to kind of pick who he wants to sell it That's to, right. like, Jerry, right. like Jerry Richards and them did. 
Oh, right. he did it, didn't have a shot. That's right. So That's right. my thing is, if if we're in the loop, give us opportunity to purchase. You know, like you, like Tim said, pool that money together and, and, and keep the ownership the way it should be. You know, not like like Tim said. You know, you're not trying to make it a presidential type deal. But the thing is, it is what it is. We we have one black owner. Come right. on. Yeah, that in itself should maybe want to you know give him an incentive to try to see what he can do and and get a a buying group together that wants to buy that that happens to be minority. Um, there's several other couple other things I want to talk about. I'm gonna let you guys go. One being Patrick Ewan with Georgetown, they let him go. They've already hired someone else. Um, and Patrick Ewan had six years in, gentlemen. He never had a winning schedule in the Big East. Um, I thought, thought they held on to him. His record was 75 and 109. Tim Moore, your thoughts? I, I wanted Patrick Ewan to succeed. I thought this was a good marriage considering his history with Georgetown and um, playing for them. Uh, but your thoughts now that they've let him go because – the success wasn't there for whatever reason. Yeah, I was I was very happy when they hired him because he had been on the, he'd been on an, on an NBA bench I think for several years uh, mm-hmm. as an assistant coach, and and uh, you know they they give guys chances to to coach a team for with far less experience, and I thought you know with his ties to Georgetown I was I was happy for him, but I can't say that I um, think that they should have kept him because uh, he didn't yeah. he didn't win. Um, and I think they did give him enough years to turn the program around, and it just didn't get it done. So I can't, I can't be mad at them for wanting to go in another direction um, at this point. I'm just disappointed yeah. that he didn't do better. I'm disappointed too because I wanted wanted to see him succeed. But six years, I think they gave him enough time. And if they let go John Thompson the third then I guess, you know, um, six years was enough for Patrick Ewan. Your thoughts when you heard this, Doc? Yeah, we, I think everybody wanted uh, Patrick to succeed because he had, he seemed like he could reach the pro players a lot better than he could reach the college players. And, and, and making that jump, is, you know, I thought it would have been a lot easier because we, we watched, Ju- you know, Juwan Howard do it. Uh, I don't think, and, and also panic. We we they didn't recruit. They they didn't recruit correct. Uh, Stackhouse too. They didn't recruit well. Uh, Tim and Princess. Uh, you you can't let kids out of your backyard. That's right. The the DMV should have been all Georgetown needed. And, and you know John Thompson, anywhere from you know uh, the peninsula all the way up to Merlin, you, he had uh, the DMV covered. Yeah, you yeah. You, wouldn't, you you wouldn't getting out of the DMV going anywhere else but to Georgetown. Yeah. and that's and, good uh, basketball up there. Oh yeah, and, and I couldn't understand. I couldn't understand how those guys. Got out of you know out of, out of that area, going other places. When usually Georgetown would have Georgetown and Maryland had a stranglehold on th- that area, right? Especially yeah. when especially when Thompson and Lefty Giselle was there. Yeah. My, my so I don't I you know I look at him, 
after my first or second year, you know, we're we not turning around, then I got to look at my coaching staff too, you know, not only evaluating myself, I got to look at the guys who's going out here recruiting. Then I would have got me a couple of high school coaches from that area that was having success in the area and brought them on board. That's right. That's, that's a good it's point. things though. that you could do to help there you, you succeed. And it's not about an ego. So if I had to stroke somebody's ego to get, to get them on my staff to help me succeed, the more, oh. you know, hey, I call I call myself brilliant. So <laughs> No, I agree I agree with you, Doug. I mean when you, you 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 know, you make a good point that John Thompson and Lefty Drizelle made a living keeping those kids at home. And uh I mean uh-huh. John Thompson was so successful. Uh, a lot of people don't realize Allen Iverson was a it was an all state first team all state um football player. And right. um John Thompson got him to come to a college that didn't even have a, 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 a D1 football team. Um, that's the kind of stranglehold they had on that, that talent wrench area. And uh, they, Ewing just didn't get it done. Yeah, just didn't get it done. Um, and last question, because I want to get out and watch some, some Sweet 16 here. Kansas State is up on Michigan State 43-38, and UConn and Arkansas playing right now, UConn 28 Arkansas 17. Duck and Tim, I want to ask you about Rick Pitino. He surfaced again. He got over everything that went on in Louisville, whatever happened, and I could kind of recap some of that, you know, the prostitutes and providing them for whomever. But he's now the new coach at St. John's, and he announced that everybody that's on my team now probably won't be there. I don't think they can play for me. Um, somebody, some people seem to be in an uproar about that. Duck, I'm going to start with you. Your thoughts about Rick Pitino resurfacing in another Providence, Kentucky. He's he's coached wherever he wanted to coach, Louisville, and now back at St. John's. Your thoughts on him resurfacing and the fact that he says this existing team, um, most of them won't be able to play for me. Oh, he, he, and he's telling the truth. He's coming, he's coming <laughs> in like prime time. Hey. That's right. That losing mentality, you don't want to work. Goodbye. See you later. And he he's yeah. not gonna put up with he's gonna, he's gonna bring him some players in there. But my only right. problem with that is how they did Mike Anderson and and you know, he's got yeah. a, a lawsuit against them. Uh Wow. And I think he, he didn't have quite the success that he would like, but you know, Rick Pitino's name come up, they got excited. So mm-hmm. you know they're they're gonna go with look they're gonna go who think they can bring them back to the the Chris Mullins days the Mark look look my man uh what's Walter his name Barry. Walter Berry and all that crew hey wow. look I think he's gonna do fine. My thing is that the Louisville stuff where stuff gets swept under the rug quick. People have mm-hmm. quick look. People forget quickly when it comes to some some coaches. But uh, I, I tell you what, you know, the, the thing he about starts it, winning in the Big East, he'll be just fine, Prince, won't he? Prince, oh he, yeah, he's oh gonna, yeah. Prince, he's gonna win because he knows how to win, and he knows what type of players he needs for you know for for his uh, for St. John. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they ain't gonna be the ones like coming to Notre Dame, you know, with going to St. John's. They're gonna have some different characters in that. 
to more, he said in his press conference, I don't think that the existing players can play for me because it has to be obvious that you have a 100% love for the game of basketball. And if you don't, you can't play for me. <laughs> Tim, take it on home with that one. That's pretty strong medicine. Uh, yeah. That's strong, that's strong medicine. But I think, I think he's right. They haven't been winning. And uh, I don't know if none of them can play. But uh, I, I, I expect that there will be uh, a number of five-star, one-and-done type players like he was getting at Kentucky and at Louisville uh, showing mm-hmm. up in, at St. John's very shortly. And I think it's going to be easier, quite honestly, for him there because, like Duck was pointing out about the DMV, he got New York City and Jersey to draw from. That's I right. mean, there's some ball players. You know, there's some That's basketball right. players up there. Hey, Francis, like Tim saying, they're going to – they're going to have a fence around New York and New Jersey, you watch. <laughs> a fence around yeah. it. And he's a he's a heck of a recruiter, you know. Yes, he Besides is. being a coach, he, he's a, a heck of a recruiter. And um, everywhere he's gone, he's won. So um, for him to come on out and then in the first press conference to lay it all out there, I think he means, means business. We're going to cut it yeah, short right just, there, Tim. He, Go ahead, Tim. No, I was just going to say you just got to watch your assistant coaches and, you, and restaurant right. restaurants. You know, make sure. You know. <laughs> and, and, and look, and stay out of certain areas. Right. <laughs> yeah, don't go down to Palm Beach like Bob Crab. Stay away from certain areas. <laughs> and don't bring them on campus, I tell you. Gentlemen, thank you all for hanging out with me. This has been awesome for me to get to ask questions and you all answer them. Have a great evening, Duck. We're going to have to do it. Ask ask the Duck once a month. We're going to have to do something with that. (laughs) All right, right, Tim Moore, go Jets. J-E-T-S. Okay. (laughs) No, go go Corey Davis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we we just got to ramp that down until we see what they do with that offensive line. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right, we're going to leave it right there. Never had it so good. Tim Moore, David Riley, thank you again for being on with us. Never had it so good. We'll see you again on Monday. All right. Thank you. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.